welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 42. And I've got a very special guest with me today. He, oh, look, I would classify him as a bit of a jack of all trades, to be honest, because he's done a fair bit considering he's still so damn young. Um, he's been a competitor, he's worked in uh, the supplement industry, he's currently a personal trainer, but he's also a competitive powerlifter and a powerlifting coach, and that's why I wanted to get him in today and have a chat about, because it's a sport I don't really know much about. And I'm talking of Chris McGeary from uh, Complete Fitness Coaching. How you going, mate? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very I'm very good. good. Very honoured to be here. Oh, I appreciate that. I've been uh, having a listen to all the podcasts, and you're someone in, I really highly respect in the industry. Oh, thank you. And it's, you know, everything you say, I was saying down to Kobe Williams this morning that I agree with pretty much everything you say. I think we have a very similar philosophy, so I've been That's good. To it. Yeah, unreal. Awesome, mate. Thank you. Well, um, before we get into the powerlifting side of things, let's give give us a bit of a nuts and bolts background on your fitness uh, career, uh, both professionally and as a an athlete. I know, you, uh, as I said, you've you've been on stage a number of times. I yeah. think I've seen you, you've competed in uh, gridiron as well. You played for gridiron, yeah. obviously powerlifting. So take us back to when you first got into it and what brought you to where you are now. Yeah, sure. So my journey is a little bit different. So I wasn't always in shape. Yep. Uh, so about November 2010, I topped the scales at a, a really fat 120. Oh, wow. Um, just for listening out there, I'm nearly 6'4", but it was a very bad 120. <laughs> um, and I just decided, you know, you know, make a change and start with a trainer and, and gym and, and that kind of stuff. And, okay. And as, as I sort of got, you know, into better shape, I thought, hey, I want to do this for a, for a job. Can I just butt in there? Was there a moment where you went, I need to do something? Like, was there a light bulb moment? Yeah, there actually was. So a really good friend of mine and my then partners just said to me, geez, you're a good looking couple, but way you put on some weight. And right. when, you, when you're sitting near on 6'4", yeah. you can hold a bit of weight. Sure. So I'd always look in the mirror and go, oh, yeah, my arms are gone, but my chest is all right. And then your chest would go, oh, my back's all right or whatever yeah. it is. And I remember after that, comment from my mate Jet, I looked in the mirror and realized, hang on, I'm, yeah. I'm an alcoholic, I'm a pack a day smoker, I'm yeah. eating takeaway twice a day, who are you? Yeah, well. And just went, I need to make a serious change, like it, it's, it is time, you know, I'm, yep. I was 23 wow, at the okay. time, so I was quite young, Yeah. and I just went, you know, you should be in prime right now and you're at the worst you've ever been. Mm. And so yeah, that, that was my light bulb moment. Okay. So I, yeah, linked up with a trainer, yep. and, and then, lost from my heaviest to my lightest 37 and a half kilos wow that's a whole person yeah so <laughs> somewhere between then and then i decided i wanted to change career so i was in high-end sales okay and thought how can i utilize my journey and still utilize my skills so i actually started as a membership consultant oh, okay. um originally with genesis and warrior for like a week yeah <laughs> and then um moved back to the coast and got a job with uh city and Tiff down at Suncoast Fitness. Fitness, yeah, yeah. And so I was with them for a number of time and then eventually okay. transitioned to doing PT once I felt I'd learned a little bit of the industry. Yep. And then did my, uh, originally my Fit College course and then yep. added obviously co- additional courses on, onto that as we've gone through the time. Yep. And um, yeah, so I worked at Antline Fitness in Karamundi for six years. Right. And I'm now part owner of Impact Strength and Fitness yep. with uh, Kobe Williams and the, the Vales. Which yeah. If people listen to episode eight, they'll know who <laughs> Kobe Williams is. And so that's amazing. So I'm obviously um, strength coaching and, and recom coaching out of there as well as being the owner and the responsibilities 
of that as well. Yep. Um, my current athletic background is, as you said, I competed in what was in the IMBA, which is yes. the ICN. That's right. Um, I've been on stage five times. Okay. Um, podium once. Um, I yeah did five seasons of that. So lightest lightest I was was uh, 183.5 kilos. Yeah, right. On okay. stage. Okay. So at six four, that's pretty. That's pretty not lame. bad. <laughs> and then. I basically started going more into coaching, into yeah. like bodybuilding coaching. Mm -hmm. Had a couple of really great successes with with coaching. I've coached you know, Mr. Queensland in 2018 for mm -hmm. fitness, Lucky Phipps, and trained multiple um, podiums and, and you know, different different amazing athletes into that. Absolutely. And then basically I made the decision myself that I wasn't going to compete anymore. Mm -hmm. I just thought, why am I sort of doing this? You know, you, you, you get married and you realize you do invest a lot of your time into it. And Absolutely. that's something I was prepared to do at the stage and I was enjoying coaching. But I thought I've always been really strong as even as a physique guy. Mm. So even when I walked around in the low to mid 90s, which is quite light for me, I was still deadlifting 250. Yeah. I was still squatting 180, benching, you know, one 140 with a with a bounce, um, you know, probably clean sort of 110, 120. So I actually spoke to what was then a, a owner of Impact, which was Mike Devon, yep. and just said, you know, what would I have to total to be competitive in this sport? And he told me, I thought, well, I'm, I'm pretty close. And That's in powerlifting, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. powerlifting, and then linked up with uh, Aaron Sims from Sim City Performance, which was my then coach, and did a couple of shows and had good success straight away. Yep. I've competed nine times in powerlifting and I've podiumed eight out of nine. Oh, that's um, a good record. Yeah, the only one I didn't actually podium at, I came fifth at 18 people. Oh, so. And that was as a natural athlete in untested federation, so I'm uh, okay. pretty happy with that. So I, I now I'm coached by a gentleman called Jake Roberts, yep. uh, still at Sim City Performance, and yep. I'm competing on the APU and, and coach there. So I have six national records in my staple at the moment with my oh, guys um, across awesome. two federations and um, got multiple state champions and I came second states myself so nice. yeah so now on to on to the, the yeah, next lot, side yeah. of things that's unreal oh well that brings me to the next question then so to anyone who's listening that is curious about powerlifting break it down what what uh, I know it's the three leaves but break it down in terms of layman's you know vernacular what is powerlifting and differentiate it from like Olympic lifting, crossfitting, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. So the the base of powerlifting, as you say, is the squat, bench, and dead, and that's right. the order in which you compete. Yep. So at the competition, you get three lifts that are judged by generally three judges. So you have okay. a head judge and two side judges. Right. Your your best of those three made lifts. Yep. Go to your total. Yep. So for maths, you know, easy maths. If you go say 100 squat, 100 bench, and 100 deadlift, therefore your total is 300. Okay, makes okay. sense. And yep. then generally the, the biggest total in that weight class wins. Mm -hmm. However, let's say if me and you both total 300, you're lighter than me, therefore you win. So if I have a Wilkes pointer and uh, IFBB, uh, IF, IPF points, um, yeah, so then the, the lightest person wins based on the yeah, the, right. the ratio. Okay. And that's also how they work out overall winners of competitions as, as well. Gotcha. So, and obviously within that, there's a lot of rules and each federation has their, their different rules. Mm. Uh, so for example, from GPC, which I used to do, you could have your heels up when you bench. Uh, in okay. AP, you have to have a flat foot. Right. You, Does that make a difference? Huge difference. Yeah, right. Give me an example. In GPC, I, my best at comp was 145. Right. And it, I've only just gone back to 140. Oh, okay. And that, it makes a big difference because the way you can arch up and get your tightness and, and how much range you I was going to say that shortens the range, doesn't it? Shortens yeah. the range as, as a tall athlete. Yeah. Because you're not actually allowed outside that 
inside and early, inside uh, ring. Yeah, yeah. So my athletes who are really great benches are really short, so they can bring their arms out wider <laughs> where I'm not short, so they're not. So yeah, it does make a big difference. Yeah, um, right. You go from wrapped knees to sleeves, okay. which is probably about a 15 kilo difference. Wow. And then uh, deadlifts, you go from a deadlift bar, which mm. creates width and also has a little bit more length to it, uh, to a stiff bar. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that can create a very different different feel. Yeah, okay. So, Interesting. Mm. Um, all right. So with that in mind, how, how do you program someone to, one, be a powerlifter, but also, because I'm assuming you have to peak them to mm. their, because when you go on a competition, you're effectively trying to hit a PB, aren't you? You're trying, to, trying to lift the heaviest you can possibly lift uh, for one opportunity. So how do you peak someone through programming so that they hit that point at that time? Much like bodybuilding, you sort of have to look at the athlete and see what they need. Okay. So the, the factors that can change, what I'm about to say is experience, their weight class, how much they live, their age, all that kind of stuff. Yep. But generally speaking, I with a new let's say you came to me as mm. a new athlete to powerlifting. Yep. I would go through what we call the AA phase, which is your anatomical adaptation. Okay. Uh, so it's basically learning how to do the movements. Yep. Um, and then continuing to do those for say four, three to five weeks, depending on how quickly you pick it up. Right. At really quite low volume, so you yep. might do a four by four. Uh, a, a, even a, a six by four. Right. The reason we tend not to go to that five is you find that when you do your research at five to six reps, that's when your mechanics starts to break down. Your central nervous system starts uh, to be a little bit affected. Okay. Uh, and that's when the technique starts to break down. So mm. by keeping the, the 60, 70% load at that lower reps, yep. you learn to do that and your body develops that patterning yeah. of that. From there, I generally then go into what I call a strength hypertrophy phase where trying to build a little bit of muscle on the frame um, okay. while still getting the prowess of the moves. Yep. Obviously, you know, so he's learning how to do it creating the muscle to do it, then it's a strength phase, which is making that new muscle stronger. Right, yep. uh, And then, which then we go up, up our percentages, we're still around those four by four, mm. three by four kind of marks. Yep. Then we, when we peak, we basically, obviously higher percentages once again, or higher RPEs. Yep. And then we we lower the weights down, so it might be like a three by one, right. like a four minute rest. Okay. And, and, but we're still doing accessories, so we still want to keep those other, other muscles moving. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. interesting. Um, so do you, because obviously in bodybuilding, as you know, there's there's the peak work. So you taper off most things by the time you know you're 48 hours from show. So mm-hmm. if you do the same thing, you taper right back, give us the athletes two days rest. I don't know. What... Yeah. So once once again, so it really depends on on the athlete. Okay. So what just a, a gentleman called uh, Chad Wesley Smith, he owns um, Juggernaut Training Systems. Are you oh, familiar with him? I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. What he does. So he's someone that I do uh, a bit of research on, and I like a lot of his philosophy. So. He has a, a questionnaire they use to develop what the person's MRV is, which is maximum recoverable volume. Right. Okay, and that's a lot what we use. Also SNR, which is central nervous system recovery. Mm-hmm. So those two main things, depend on what they score in that questionnaire, right. depends on when we, how we peak them. Uh, okay. So if you take someone like um, Penny Harris, who's a, a new athlete of mine, she's in a lower weight class, and she's like 63 kilo weight class. She's not doing dramatically high weights because mm-hmm. she's still new to the to the game yep. um, she's shorter she's young she's fit so she doesn't need that much recovery you know she's not deadlifting astronomical numbers sure. so therefore I would say do the first three days relatively heavy with her yep. and then you can then you say, say comp Saturday yep. Thursday Friday 
of Thursday, Friday, Saturday of nothing. Right, okay. Um, and you'd go, say, Monday would be, generally you do your deads, because your deads has a high SNR curve. Mm. So you'd do your deads to start with, and that would still be like somewhere around opening number. Yep. And then you would do probably a bench with that. Yep. And then the next day they'd do probably squat and bench. And then the Wednesday, I effectively call it just move. So yeah, get in there, okay. almost like your body will move out, keep the blood flow going, yeah, okay. um, get rid of the rust. Then it's two, two to three days of nothing. It's just yep. good nutrition and getting your protein in, getting your good sleep, yep. um, keeping your stress down. That's get something fresh. that... Chad Ridley Smith works with this questionnaire is stress and, and as we know your body can't differentiate between marital stress, kid stress, gym Financial. stress, yeah, yeah, yeah. So stress is stress. So yep. you know, I know with some athletes they come in on Australia looking like you're not lifting today because you're just you're too stressed, you're too highly strung yep. and it affects them dramatically. So just trying to, you know, mitigate those factors. Absolutely. hundred percent. Unreal, man. Um, you, you touched on nutrition there. How um, important is nutrition, um, and particularly getting ready for a show? Like, what what's the the protocols involved in that? And obviously, it's differentiated between each athlete. Yeah, well, I'm actually glad you brought that because obviously, coming from a, a bodybuilding background, yeah, it, it's all about your eating to create a certain look. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you would agree with me on this, that the time you're on stage as a bodybuilder mm. is generally the worst you are as an athlete. You look phenomenal, <laughs> yeah. but it's generally the worst you are athletically. Yeah. So the nutrition with Powerlift is the exact opposite. Is yeah, okay. You need to be the best you've ever been yep. at the day at the day which we compete. So I always say to my guys is fuel your body for performance. So yeah. you are a Ferrari, what fuel would you put in a Ferrari? Absolutely. So, and that's not to say we don't eat lollies. That's not to say that we don't eat bad foods. However, the mindset has to change from I'm eating to look a certain way mm. and I'm eating to perform a certain way. Yep. Where, you know, you bung half a pack of lollies looking at 45, you know, what, 45 to 60 grams of carbohydrates. Something like that, yeah. Straight away, I'm going, I, I deadlift 209 kilos. Yeah. So if I'm doing like a three by three at 260, yep. then my glycogen expenditure is through the roof. <laughs> it would be. Right? So to get that back in, yeah. I can't eat a sandwich because no. it's going to take an hour to metabolize. Digest, yeah. But you smash, you know, five or six lollies in between your set or even orange juice with your aminos. Oh, yeah. Then you're getting that glycogen back in and you mm. can, you know, get those ATPs and everything working yep. and straight away. Okay. So I do put an onus on nutrition. Mm. Um, like you said, don't eat like a dickhead. Yep. Is, yeah. is in that, I was actually listening to that podcast and it made me really think about that. And it is about timing your carbs yeah. and, and timing your food yep. and, and making sure that you look at your program and go, what do I got on for that day mm. and how do I best fuel that? So if my if my clients are a little bit north of their weight class, yep. I tend to take charge of the nutrition. Sure. Uh, largely, I let the performance take care of it. If I was to line up my entire powerlifting crew, yeah. they look all like off-season off bodybuilders. Yeah, okay. They look like they're just a really nice body fat ready to do like yep. just waiting to do a show cut. Yep. Um, all my guys sit no more than two kilos over their weight class mm. um, and most of them sit pretty much spot on and so that's where I want them. So I actually say is if you're a 53 kilo lifter, yeah. if you go over 56, we're talking about your diet. Yeah, fair enough. As long as you get the numbers I expect. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, so do you use any... Um, Stimulants, caffeine, uh, anything like that on show day. To because yeah, I've obviously watched a few powerlifting shows, experts and stuff. And they come out, they fire up, and they, you know, so is there any method to that? Yeah. Trying to be pump the adrenaline and all that sort of jazz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the issue with pre-workout, I find personally, mm. is if you're nervous about a lift, increases your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also, if you have something that's high in beta alanine, yeah. it, it gives you the itches. Now yeah. the issue with powerlifting, it's all about 
lifting things as efficiently as possible. So if you're itching and your skits off your brain, yep. it's really hard sometimes to load in, especially if you've got 100 plus people in the crowd. Absolutely. So what we what I tend to do with my athletes is use nutrition to mm-hmm. get that um, energy and that pump or even like, like coffee, not not like high, high stem caffeine. Yeah. Um, and then so generally you should be pretty fired up coming into squats and bench. And then generally in that gap between bench and deadlift, mm-hmm. they take their pre-workout. Yeah, okay. deadlifts, once you've, you've got the mechanics of it, yep. it's just, it's grip and rip. Yeah. You, you shouldn't have to think about it. Yep. So you can walk in that, like I'm, I'm a yeller. They like, they, my moniker is the Russian because I have this, this soft suit, it's a Russian flag. Yeah. And I was out the back and the guy who MCs big dogs, um, he was there, Tim. And I'm at the back and I'm like, ah, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, it sounds like the Russians coming away from us out of here. So that one yell for me is my go. Yeah. It's like my mental slap in the face of like, we're about to lift some heavy stuff now. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's go. We also sniff ammonia yep. or smelling tops. Yep. And I actually get a lot of comments on my, my socials about what are you sniffing? Uh, so yeah, so it's a, an ammonia. So effectively, it's like a slap in the face without the paint. Yeah, that okay. Sense. So yeah. It, it clears your nose straight I was about away. to say, it opens you up, yeah? It clears your nose straight away. It drops your inhibitions for that, like, 10 seconds. Yep. And it just lets you know we're on. Let's yeah. let's, let's go. It's time to go. Um, really? The only thing you have to be careful about, too, if, if you come into a really big squat yep. and you've got yourself really worked up, is that the adrenaline dump. Yeah, um, okay. You would know. You, you've competed in multiple classes before. Yeah. I remember... I had the same thing. I think it was fitness in the morning, and then physique was like eight hours later. Yeah. And you were so pumped up for the morning one. The morning. Yep. I looked better for physique when I did fitness, and better for fitness when I did physique. Yeah. Because I went flat, and you can do the same thing. So you can sometimes walk out for dead, and that's why we give them the pre-workout. Gotcha. Um, after that, just to give them go, because you might be sitting around for six hours if it's a big meet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of downtime. Mm. Um. Cool. Okay. Well, talk about um your athletes and yourself what's what's on the cards who's competing when like what's you mentioned multiple federations so it's similar to um, bodybuilding there's mm. several federations in australia that you compete under yeah so all my athletes are natural athletes so yep. they all compete under the apu banner of australian powerlifting union okay and reason for, is that none of my clients want to do enhanced um, stuff enhanced enhance substances yeah. um therefore i want one more of a competitive um yeah, be more competitive. Effectively. Yep. So at the moment, I have uh, four clients competing in a novice event, Sim City, which okay. is on the sixth of March. Mm-hmm. So that'd be really good for a few of the new guys just to you know, have a have a go and yeah, see if they enjoy it. Uh, the next big sh- big competition is twenty seventh of March, which mm-hmm. is state titles, and that's also at Sim City Performance. Yep. Now I've got two athletes doing that one. So Michelle Popham, who is absolute phenom for her age so i started working with her about 18 months ago couldn't yeah. do a bodyweight squat to a bench yeah so right. up to hold her hands yeah. so she lost 15 kilos with me and yeah. i said let's try strength stuff you know let's get around strength stuff so she started doing that for a little bit and i said you're pretty strong you want to try powerlifting comp and this is someone who suffers from massive anxiety would not ever be in front of a crowd yeah i somehow swooned to do this competition <laughs> salesman so. exactly. that's it so she's Currently came second in her first competition and wow. then went into her own weight class. She hasn't, uh, sorry, old, own age class. Yeah. Hasn't lost since. Um, she's current state champion. She's also current national record holder for deadlift. Wow. So she's 50 years old, 80 kilos. Yeah. That's 162 and a half kilos. Jesus Christ. Yes. That's not bad. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> quite often if we're deadlifting in the gym, you get a few of the young boys, give her a side eye. <laughs> she thinks this makes it better to say, oh, I'm only good for the old girls. I'm like, it doesn't make it better when you're 20 and a 50 year old out there. 
Um, but no, she's she's really strong. So she's looking at breaking that record again. So we're hoping for somewhere in the near 170. Wow. Um, so she's really on. my already pulling 150, like seven weeks out. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, she's, she's really good. And then um, young Lem, so um, Lemuel, he's... He's only a little fella. He's 58 kilo weight class. Right. Um, sorry, 59 kilo weight class he competes on. He, yep. he weighs in general about 57 to 58. Uh, he puts most big dudes to shame. So he can't I've seen him lift, yeah. Yeah, he currently squats 140. Yeah, right. Um, he's current junior and bench press record holder for APU, wow. which is 105 kilos. Oh, wow. So it's nearly double body weight, which yeah. is awesome. Um, he also holds uh, four national records for GPC, So, he, and that was as, as a teenager. Yeah, right. So he holds the bench set squat and total record for that, which currently still stands. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so he's competing too. So he actually deals 190 kilos. Jesus Christ. So that's not bad. Comparatively, that's like me deadlifting like 330. <laughs> um, you, like, oh, when you look at the power to weight, yeah. so, which is... Incredible. Yeah. Uh, so it's 190 kilos at, I think it was 57.7 official weight in. Wow. Um, and that was at that's not the bad, last uh, Evictus Cup. So, but yeah, so that's what I've got going on with, with the guy. So, um, and then on, from there onwards to nationals. And, and that's exciting. That. What about you? Have you got anything lined up? Uh, so I actually had a bit of bad news recently. So I was scheduled to do states as yep. well. Yep. So I, I yeah, got a, a pass through states and we had happy days. Uh, on track to pull my first 300 kilo deadlift. Right. Um, on track to, you know, squat that, you know, 240, uh, doing some really good stuff. I actually was at a, a birthday party and I was saving a little kid from falling, believe it or not. Right. And I hyperextended my, my leg. Oh. Uh, like, fully to the point where my hip actually, we believe, popped out. Oh, shit. Went back in and it's actually fractured my acetabulum. No way. Yeah. So they say the only time they normally see that is during high impact car accidents. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. no yeah. way. So I'm, I'm currently waiting to see the surgeon to see what the damage is. Yeah. The best case scenario is he says, it'll heal itself in a few weeks, sure. give it time, and I can still make states. I still yep. make nationals. Yep. Um, worst case scenario is I'm out for six months. You got to get some surgery. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just a little piece of bone floating around, which is wicked. Oh, awesome. Oh, well, knock on wood. Hopefully it's uh, the, the former, not the latter in that situation. Mm, that's it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, okay. Um, you, you guys did a, I'm just going off topic here. You guys did a powerlifting comp at Impact mm. last year. Mm. Are you going to run another one? Have you considered Because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So we did a... It was uh, a charity too. Yeah, we did a, a deadlift only competition for White Ribbon. Yeah. So which is to raise awareness for uh, violence against women. Yep. And that was massive success. We raised three and a half grand. How good is that? So just over three grand. We had yep. a three and a half thousand dollar prize pool. Yep. That's um, fantastic. Which is absolutely incredible. So all the businesses got involved in that. Um, a lot of like, you know, my, my coach got some um, people from their gym. I know you had a lot of girls come from yours, which yep. is excellent. So it was a female only little competition. Yep. And we also ran one with it was like a couple's Oh, yeah. Couples one, which yep. is really cool as well. Yep. Uh, and that was just super good fun. So a lot of people like, got dressed up for White Ribbon. And um, yeah, we also raised a, a lot of money for that. So we're definitely do, looking at doing like a, a proper novice event. Okay. So we're actually in the process of getting some proper calibrated plates. No. At the moment. So I think we're going to get a set of ropes, yep. uh, which is cool. So hopefully uh, somewhere around mid-year, keep an eye out for that because we're going to do a, a full novice comp. Yeah, that's there. cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we have the, the, the comp combo rack now the Valhalla combo yeah I've rack. seen that yeah yep. so obviously we can do we can do that and the facility is big enough to be able to mm. hold a warm up area at the back and that kind of stuff so, yeah and obviously with the success from the deadly friendly competition and we did a strongman competition yep six or so months ago and that was just 
excellent just built really great you know morale around yeah around, good vibe yeah around the gym so how good so yes def- definitely uh, on the cards we're sort of nothing that out at the moment fantastic alright mate I think we've covered everything that was very comprehensive um We'll give a shout out to your social media. So if anyone's keen on learning more about powerlifting, um, wanting to get in touch with Chris about coaching um, or anything along those lines, um, what's your social media? How do they find you? Yeah, so I have two Instagrams. My okay. powerlifting one is Complete Elite Powerlifting. Yeah, that's Complete with a K, isn't complete it? Complete with a K. Yes. Yes. Um, so you're able to find that's more of the powerlifting page. And okay. Complete Fitness Coaching for basically anything that's not um, powerlifting, so anyway, weight loss, recomp, health and fitness, um, health and fitness, yeah, that. yeah absolutely. absolutely. And you're out of Impact Strength and Fitness as well, so give them a shout out. Yeah, so Impact Strength Fitness two two four Nickel and Weight. Yep. Um, so good gym. Yeah, so it's actually where you you train out of yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, which yeah, it's good gym. Um, but yeah, definitely come down there. It's a great community and and just honestly such good vibes. We've had such good response recently. Just people saying how comfortable they feel walking mm. in. And oh, definitely got that non, feeling. Not intimidating. So yeah, hundred percent. And then finally, mate, last question I ask every guest that comes on is who would you invite to dinner? So if you could have anyone over for dinner, dead or alive, male, female, celebrity, sports person, whoever, to have a good chat with, who would it be? So you asked me this earlier and I had a, I had a good think about it. So Gary Vee. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think he, massive inspiration yes. um, to, as we were entrepreneurs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't follow him as an entrepreneur, you're an idiot. Yes. Um, so I think uh, I think Gary Vanderchuk. Yes, Vanderchuk, um, that's is, it. He's um, someone I'd have. Um, actually, Kobe Williams. Oh, okay. So cool. uh, the reason I have Kobe, he's just been a massive mentor for me. Sure. I have to tell you a quick, quick funny story about Kobe. First time I met him. So when I was still a weight loss client yeah. uh, under Scotty Job, yeah. I was at Good Life. And Kobe walked past me. And I thought, I thought, geez, he's he's in good shape. Yep. And I grabbed him and I said, I'm gonna look like you one day. And this is when I was like <laughs> a fat one twenty. And he just looked at me and went, Mate, I hope you do. And then we he ended up being a member of the gym I was working at. Yeah. And then ended up being the PT manager there. So we went full circle. We went from being the, you know, this guy I just absolutely in awe of, you yeah. know, massive arms. And like, I was I gonna say, like, biggest, world's biggest arms. I want to look like this guy. Yeah. Uh, to you know now being you know, business partners together. So yeah. it's just amazing how, how full, that? full circle. Cool. That went so. Kobe is just a massive mentor f- for me, yep. um, and I think he's someone that really brings just great conversation, and he's, he's very knowledgeable. Yes. And um, my grandfather. So oh, okay. He's someone who died when I was twelve. Okay. Um, and just be obviously awesome to have him there and just show him what we've done and yeah, absolutely all that kind of stuff. So great idea. Yeah. The three that have. So. Fantastic. Good answers, mate. Well done. All right. Thank you very much for giving up your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, so if everyone's enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot it. Put it on your socials, uh, put it on your stories, tag myself, Paul's Body Engineering, tag Chris as well at Complete Fitness Coaching or Complete Elite. Elite. Powerlifting. Powerlifting, thank you. Uh, and even give uh, Impact Strength and Fitness a tag if you are a member or have, um, have been there before because it is a good facility. Um, but that's it. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it, mate. Um, and that's it for us. So thank you very much for tuning in. And as I say to every client every single week, have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.